what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, John. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is Tuesday, April the 4th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 835 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. We have got you a power pack show today from just all corners of uh, the universe. Uh, man, joining me in less than 20 minutes. In fact, we're probably going to try to get him on before that 20-minute mark after the hour. Uh, he's the news editor of the Carteret County News Times, and he's our resident NBA and hoops expert, Richard Clark. We had the NCAA Men's National Championship game last night. Spoiler, UConn won. <laughs> man, a, a dominant run through one of the weirdest NCAA tournaments in, in the history of the NCAA tournament. Man, there was nobody better than UConn. Uh, but we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the women's national title game. I know we spent 20 minutes on it yesterday with Mark Panicelli from 252 ESPN, but I really want to get Richard's uh, point of view on uh, not just the game itself, but all the shenanigans that took place after it and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. Man, it's the final week of the NBA regular season, too. And Rich is just all over that. So, man, we have got 10. Heck, we might slip some NASCAR in there. Who knows, man? They just raced at his home track in Richmond uh, this past week. So, uh, who knows what we're going to talk about. You know when we get Richard Clark on the line, we will talk about a dozen different things. So, excited about that. But that's our first hour. Guess what, guys? It's Tuesday. So, you know what that means? What, for the entire uh, basketball season, we've had uh, Tuesdays with Trez. Guess what? We're doing it again today, Tuesdays with Trez, with former Kenston starter Don Trez Styles, who is in the transfer 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 portal right now. Uh, Message with him a little bit yesterday, and we've got him squared away. He is going to be joining us today at uh, to, to kick off our second hour. We're going to call him right about exactly eight o'clock, maybe eight o one, or in our second hour. If you're listening to this on. Uh, on a replay, then uh, you'll get to hear him or go to brianhanks.com. But, uh, man, very excited about that. Uh, listen, he's been away from the show the past couple of weeks after he entered the transfer portal from Carolina. We're going to see what that's been like. We're going to talk to him about just this whole process again of being recruited and and uh, being one of the top recruits. I saw a uh, top 10 list. I can't even tell you. It was Fox Sports or somebody that listed the top 10 players in the transfer portal. He was number eight in the whole country. I thought that was pretty cool. So, uh, But again, Dontrez joining us to kick off our second hour. And, uh, man, if you have any questions you want me to ask him, hit me up. You can do it either on uh, 
on uh, social media. You, if you got my digits, hit that up. It seems like a good portion of my listenership knows my phone number because I get a ton of messages from you guys all the time. But uh, if you if there's something you want me to ask him, let me know. But I'm uh, very excited about that, man. I've missed I've met Tuesdays for what for 20 weeks, 20 weeks I think, uh, or 21 weeks. We did uh, Tuesdays with Trez. We're, like I said, a very special edition, the transfer portal edition of uh, Don, of uh, Tuesdays with Trez with him. That'll kick off our second hour. But that's not all. Joining us about 20 minutes or so into our second hour, I'm going to tell you, man, it's going to be one of the most awesome people that you've ever met. Her name is Nancy Barbie of Pollocksville. She's going to be uh, making her uh, debut here on the show. She's an author. She's a philanthropist. She's a humanitarian. I mean, there's so many titles that you can give her. She's a retired educator. Uh, I met her when I was working for the Jones Post, uh, when I was running the Jones Post, and she was a librarian. I I swear I thought it was Maysville, but she's from Pollocksville. So, uh, <laughs> Greg Clemens, I just got your uh, your message there. Yes. Oh, speaking of Greg Clemens, I can't, let's see. His question was, and I've got to share this, this is awesome. What number will he be wearing in Wolfpack red and white? Well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, We'll see uh, if, if we get around to that question. But you've heard me talk about Greg Clemens forever and ever and ever. And he probably this show's most most faithful listener. Think the world of uh, Mr. Clemens. Think so much of him that I, I bought season tickets for the Down East Wood Ducks, which, by the way, began tonight with an exhibition game against uh, Mount Olive College. But uh, I think so much of Mr. Clemens that I bought season tickets right behind him uh for the down east wood ducks this year so excited about that danny rice is going to be sitting right beside me uh with his two seats i've got my two seats right behind mr clemens but you've heard me talk about mr clemens for what three years now i guess or however long it's been since he's been listening he is going to be joining us live tomorrow morning on our very first edition of wood ducks wednesday in our second hour uh, we're going to have uh, his son john clemens the general manager of the wood ducks and then we're going to call uh, Mr. Clemens and uh, talk to him for a few minutes, too. So that is going to be an exciting, exciting uh, show tomorrow. But that's tomorrow's show. Let me get back to uh, Nancy Barbie. She is she's amazing. Uh, she is an author. She's very active in Rotary International, and she's been part of uh, a dozen or so trips, probably more than that, to help eradicate polio. Uh, her, We're going to talk about her newest book is My Angel Is You. It's a uh, it's a child's book and just an amazing personality that I, I should have had on this show way before now. She is amazing. Like I said, a retired educator who has just dedicated her life to making uh, making the world a better place. And I mean, it's easy to say that, and but like my good friend Felicia Solomon says, uh, putting your hands to the work. And that's exactly what Nancy Barbie does, and just a fascinating person. Going to be a little bit shorter of an interview that I was uh, that I'd originally planned. We're probably going to go about uh, twenty minutes after the hour in the second hour, uh, at about forty minutes after the hour, something like that. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Never interviewed her here on the show before, but it's going to be fun. I've uh, done a couple of stories on her, like I said, years ago, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years ago, when I was with the Jones Post, and it's just been really neat following her uh in her whole progress she's an amazing amazing person i promise you this you're gonna love her she is amazing uh, let me tell you who else uh, you should love and that's lenore community college they're the title sponsor of this here brian hanks show for 65 years not almost 65 years yesterday was her 65th anniversary 
And uh, we had uh, the great Richie Honeycutt on with us. If you missed that, you need to go back and listen to it. Go to brianhanks.com and you can listen to that. But uh, <clears throat> she was just telling us some of the amazing things that uh, LCC is doing this month as they're celebrating their 65th year in existence. They're 65 years and one day old now. <laughs> How about that? But uh, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today and again. Thank you so much to uh, just the institution in our uh, little neck of the woods here, Lenore Community College, for uh, being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show, but just also for everything else that they do in our community. LCC just, uh, they impact every life here in Lenore County. I've said it plenty of times, uh, what, almost 60,000 people in Lenore County. And uh, I bet you uh, of that population that's 15, 16 or older, LCC has impacted just about every single life here in our community. So, Thank you so much to them. Thank you to Richie Honeycutt, Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC for uh, everything they do for our community. So there you go. I'll tell you what, while we're at it, let me thank uh, Spence Automotive, too. Uh, you're going to hear, you know, I'll save that for when I'm pulling uh, our friend Rich up. Uh, let's thank a Rendell Parrot Academy, David Moody and Rendell Parrot Academy. They're the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, of course. Uh, LaGrange, Pink Hill, Greenville, Snow Hill, Trenton, Maysville, Newburn, Vanceboro, Goldsboro, Jacksonville. We are just, uh, we've got the best private school in North Carolina right here in our backyard. Listen, APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenston. And again, uh, thank you, David Moody, all the folks over at Randall Parrot Academy for being a day one sponsor of the Brian Hank Show and being with us since our very first show on December the 2nd, 2019. 835 shows later and they've been with us every single step of the way thank you thank you thank you so much to them uh let's get into uh hometown hero updates and uh nba our nba players they were off last night because of the national championship game which by the way connecticut won uh by 17 points over uh san diego state wasn't much of a game i i'm gonna be very very honest here and i'll say it again when we get rich up here on the line with us I went to bed about midway through the first half, and uh, Connecticut was already in control at that point. And I had no surprises when I woke up at 4.30 this morning and saw my phone, and it said that uh, Connecticut had won. I mean, it was a – listen, this run that uh, the Huskies had through the uh, NCAA tournament was very impressive. Every win by double digits – uh, really not a close game uh, in in any of those. So congratulations, Hugh Scott Whittington and I went and worked out this morning at the gym, and uh, already that's right at four thirty this morning we were up uh, at the gym at five at the Kinston Community Center, and uh, he gave me a couple of nuggets. I don't know where he was reading it from, but it was awesome. But uh, that there had only been that no one had won more than three national championships in the past twenty five years. 
And the only team to win five is UConn. And so he gave me another amazing stat, too. Something like of uh, 13 of the past 25 years, either uh, the UConn men's or women's team had won the national championship. So just an amazing stat. So congratulations. I don't really have any UConn friends that I know of, but uh, congratulations to the Huskies. But uh, like I said, NBA was off last night in uh, deference to uh, the national championship game. They always do that every year. Uh, so our guys get back to action tonight and Brandon Ingram and the new Orleans Pelicans are in eighth place in the West, but they're only a half game out of fifth. They have three straight home games, uh, starting tonight. They take on the Sacramento Kings tomorrow night. They're home versus Memphis and then Friday night at home versus the Knicks. And they wrap up their regular season on Sunday at Minnesota. They're 40 and 38 right now, but like I said, they're only a half game out of fifth place. So a really good chance if, they can, uh, they've won what seven out of their last eight games. And if they could string together, even a three or four or win three of these last four, I think they're out of the play in tournament. We'll talk to rich about that. Like I said, here in a few minutes, Reggie Bullock in the eight, uh, 11th place, Dallas Mavericks only have three games left in their season. They're 37 and 42, and they are one game out of the play in tournament behind the Oklahoma city thunder. But, uh, here, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. They have three straight home games in the regular season. And I think all three of them are very winnable. Uh, they're versus their home versus Sacramento tomorrow night versus Chicago Friday night. And then, uh, versus San Antonio on Sunday. And I think the Chicago and San Antonio games are, are, are winnable, very winnable. Heck, I think the Sacramento game tomorrow night is going to be very winnable too. So if they could end the season with three straight wins, I think they make it into the, uh, play in tournament. But uh, again, not going to super break that down right now. Cause I want to do that when we have rich up here on the line with us in about five minutes or so. LCC's baseball team, uh, seven wins in a row, and they host uh, uh, tomorrow uh, at 2 o'clock, they host uh, arch-rival Pitt Community College Bulldogs out of Pitt in a nine-inning game that's going to be at Lancer Field. And then they're going to have a week off before they return to play in Winterville, taking on uh, Pitt Community College. So uh, tomorrow, your last chance to get to see them for a week or so, and uh, not tomorrow, I'm sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday. Uh, at two o'clock. So I'm very excited about that. Hope to uh, get to get out there and see them on Wednesday. I was going to try to get to see them this past Saturday, but they moved the games up because of weather. And uh, anyway, anyway, I hope to get out there and watch uh, the Lancers win their eighth game in a row. They are 22 and 10, 14 and five in region 10, just playing some great, great baseball right now. And uh, again, I said this with Richie yesterday. I don't want to put a, a jinx on them or a vex on them, but I got to tell you guys, I, I'm feeling World Series this year, and I really think there's a good chance uh, they're going to make a run at that this year. But Pitt is very good. That is a very, very good baseball team coached by Tommy Eason, uh, who is a hell of a coach. And did I see somewhere he just won his 400th or 500th game? Something like that. So, uh, a good, like I said, uh, tomorrow's going to be a fun time taking on the R-Travel Pitt Community College. So, get out there and see the Lancers. I'm going to do my best to be out there. You'll get to see me out there if that helps you or i don't know uh hey uh, how about uh prep sports from last night listen i don't have results in front of me and i actually was going to give new snooze sports some credit this morning but they don't have the results of them. let me check real quick and see if they have them up yet but uh they hosted a uh a uh, track meet yesterday got again and they sponsored it uh at kenston high school a lot of teams took part in it and ah what do you know it is up uh Got it. And again, congratulations to, uh, to, uh, 
New Snooze, congrats or New Snooze Sports. Congratulations to uh, I think this was, uh, was a Trey Scott baby putting this thing together. And you know what? I'm not going to go through all the names. Go to newsnewsports.com. You can find out all the uh, folks who did great yesterday and boys and girls out at that. Uh, Tony Stevens from North and North. Xavion Kroon from Kenston, Clemente Battle from Eastern Wayne, Christian McLawhorn from Kenston, William Wilder from Parrot Academy, and he's a middle school kid, uh, did well out there. Malachi Ramsey from North and North, we remember him from uh, football season two and basketball season. But I get a, I go visit it. They did such a good job. I didn't get a chance to get out there for it, but I heard a lot of good things about it, and it was all over social media. But go check that out, newsnewsports.com. They've got a nice little roundup here of uh, outstanding performers at yesterday's event that was held at Kenston High School. Um, three baseball games last night, and all three of our Lenore County teams won on the road. Parrot Academy uh, went to Greenville to take on John Paul II. They beat them 9-5. to five. Parrot Academy is now 10-4. and four. South Lenore travels to Goldsboro. They take on Eastern Wayne. They win that game 13 to nothing. South Lenore is 6-4 and four overall now. And then Bethel Christian. How about the Trojans? We had Kenny Sutton on here, uh, what, a week ago, uh, eight days ago? And I don't think they've lost a game since we had him on. So, Coach Sutton, you need to come back on the show. Uh, Bethel Christian won a 16-2 up in Clayton against Southside Christian, and Bethel is now 7-3 and three overall. Man, there is a full slate of games tonight beginning at 4 o'clock. Parrot Academy, who is 10-4, they take on Wake Christian. They are 6-3. and three. Kenston coming off their first win in the season at Seven Springs uh, against Spring Creek uh, last week. They are a one and eight overall, zero and five in the conference, and they travel to Teachy to take on Wallace Rose Hill, who is four and eight overall, zero and four in the conference. North Lenore is at home. They're seven and two overall. They're four and one. They're taking on uh, James Keenan, who is four and five in the conference, one and three. I'm sorry, four and five overall, one and three in the conference. How about Green Central, who uh, has only lost three games or nine and three? Both those losses to North Lenore, but they're undefeated in their conference at six and zero. Oh. They traveled to Little Washington today to take on the Pam Pack. The Pam Pack is five and four overall, one and three in uh, Eastern Plains two A. Uh, that game's at 7 o'clock. I'll, I'll give you the times on all these here in a moment. North Pitt, uh, or Aiden Grifton hosts North Pitt. That game's at 7 o'clock. Aiden Grifton is 7-6 and six overall, 2-4 and four in the conference. North Pitt is 1-10 overall, 0-4 oh in Eastern Plains 2A play. And then how about this big rivalry game? And deep run tonight at 7-30. South Lenore, who is 6-4 overall, 3-2 and two in the conference. Like I said, coming off that big win over Eastern Wayne yesterday. They take on the defending East Central 2A champs and their arch rival East Duplin Panthers, who are 10-2 and two overall. They're 4-1 in the conference. So uh, lots and lots of baseball. Six baseball games. Again, the Parrot home games at four. Kenston at Wallace Rose Hill at six. Uh, James Keenan at North and North at seven. Green Central at Washington at seven. North Pitt at Aiden Grifton at seven. And then East Duplin. At South Lenore, that is at 7.30. So there's your uh, prep baseball update. Only one prep softball game last night and a big win for Parrot Academy as they win last night 10-6 in Greenville against John Paul II or JP II. They are back to action again today, Parrot is, as they will host Wake's, Wake Christian. That game is at 4. Parrot Academy is 3-4. and four. Wake Christian is 1-3. and three. Uh, Bethel is at home. The Bethel softball team is having a really good season too. They're 5-2 and two right now. And they take on Pamlico Christian out of Grantsboro, uh, who is 0-2. That game is at 4 o'clock today. Then uh, these next three games are at 6 o'clock. Kenston is at Wallace Rose Hill. Kenston is 0-9 overall, 0-5 in uh, East Central 2A play. 
Wallace Rose Hills, nine and four overall. They're two and three in the conference. The South and North softball team taking on East Duplin. Now that game starts at six o'clock tonight. East Duplin is undefeated at eight and three, uh, or they're undefeated in the conference. They're eight and three overall, but five and zero oh in the East Central Two A. South and North is also undefeated. They're six and three overall, four and zero oh in the conference. So a huge, huge game there. And then North Lenore is at home. They're seven and two. They're three and one in the conference, taking on uh, James Keenan, who is three and seven overall, one and four in the conference. And then Green Central, winless Green Central, zero and fourteen overall, zero and six in the conference. They travel to Little Washington, who is eight and five overall, four and zero in conference. Uh, soccer last night, we had uh, both uh, as, as well as everybody else played in other sports. Our two local teams lost last night. Parrot Academy uh, lost to John Paul II. Uh, four to three. The Patriots are now four and six overall. South Lenore uh, traveled to Eastern Wayne. They lost that game three to two, and they are now seven, six, and one overall. Two soccer games tonight. Parrot Academy travels to Raleigh to take on Wake Christian. Parrot is four and six overall. Wake Christian is three and four. And North Lenore is at home. They are four, six, and one in soccer play. They're one and three in the conference. They take on James Keenan who has not won a game yet. They're 0-8 overall, 0-4 in conference. So there is your prep sports update. And I tell you what, let me tell you about Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car services absolutely positively where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old uh, Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggling in Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires to tell him the Brian Hanks show sent you. So uh, thank you, Keith Spence. Thank you for being a day one sponsor and joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. Dude, I've got you booked till the top of the hour. I hope we were able to get everything in because we have a <laughs> hell of a lot of stuff to talk about. So I don't know if we'll be uh, doing any of our just little banter talk that we do sometimes because I really, I got so many things to pick your brain on. It's the last week of the NBA. We had the NCAA men's championship game last night. Hell, Mark Panicelli and I spent 20 minutes yesterday talking about the women's national championship game. I have a feeling you and I are going to spend quite a bit of time in that too. So uh, it's your choice, man. What do you want? You want to go chronologically and go with the women's game first and talk about it? Yeah, let's let's do that. That sounds great. Let, let's do that. It's been a, It's been a couple of days now. I do not remember, and this is, you know, Mark, Mark and you and I and Mark are all men of a certain generation. Now he's about four or five years younger than us, but he's not that much younger than us, but he was trying to remember the last time on the, and this was yesterday on the day of the men's national championship game that we spent literally three minutes talking about the men's championship game and spent 20 minutes talking about the women's national championship game and just all the fallout and everything that happened after that game. Have you ever in your life, Richard Clark, as big a basketball fan as you are? And I know you appreciate basketball in all genres. And, dude, we definitely got to get some Wimby talk in, too. But have you ever in your life paid as much attention to women's NCAA women's basketball as you have over the last week or so, or maybe, heck, even over the last couple of weeks? I I have not. But I, I, I think it's a confluence of a bunch of things coming together. Number one being the players so much better than it was even a decade ago. Um, they, The women's game has made leaps and bounds. Um, you know, uh, the best way I could say it is 
Those girls would chew up a 30 year old in the rec center, a guy. Those girls are good now. Really good. And a guy in shape, right? Right. You know what? Some kid that, you know, we used to make the argument that a good high school boys team would be able to play with the pro girls. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that I believe that anymore. Dude, you took I mean, the words out of my be... Don't you remember when we talked about uh, – I'm talking about when you and I used to work together. Uh, when I was with the Free Press and you were heading up the uh, design desk yeah. down in Jacksonville, we had this debate. These, this was one of those conversations, I guarantee you, Richard Clark, that you and I had when I was driving up to Raleigh at one thirty in the morning, and you're trying to keep no me aw- and you're trying to keep me awake while I'm driving up there after working a twelve hour day, and uh, I I remember I think it was you that said you know what I I bet Kinston when they were at their high point maybe in 08 or ten or twelve or whatever year the Kinston boys basketball team would I don't know if they would beat a WNBA team but they'd give them a hell of a game I'm with you Richard I'm not so sure that that that's true anymore. No, nah, not with the shot making that the that they have now. It's different than it was, like I said, even a decade ago. Um, that I think, as you and I both listened to the same some of the same people, they made a good point that Caitlin Clark is kind of the Steph Curry of this generation. She just happens to be, you know, a, a female that's grown up doing this stuff, and you can tell. I mean, she's legitimately a good player and captured the imagination of a lot of people for whatever reason. And, um, it's really helped the girls game move along. It really has. Oh, well, then let me ask you this. You kind of touched on, I want you to go in depth on this. So rich, what is the biggest difference between let's say college women's college basketball in 2013 and the WN I don't, we're, I'm not, we're not even going to co- include the WNBA right now. Let's talk about women's college basketball. What's the biggest difference to you between 2013 and 2023? the level of shot making and and the coaching has, you know, it took the men's coaches a long time to move into the new era, so to speak, shooting threes and all that. Yeah. The women's coaches have done it much faster, but we just happened to be in the middle of it. Um, you saw a lot of driving kick for threes, a lot of it. If you could roll back and take 10 years ago, you didn't see that. Gino and, 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 uh, uh, I'm blanking on a pat down in Tennessee. Pat Summit. Pat Summit. Summit. They they didn't do that. Uh, That was not part of what they did. It's different now. And you can see it, visibly see it in the way these girls play. And it's fantastic. It really is. Did it hurt women's basketball this year or help it? Or was it just neutral? The Iowa upset South Carolina, just the South Carolina who's become the UConn uh, from the previous generation or the previous decade or whatever, and or even the Tennessee from the 90s and early 2000s. It seemed like that's what South Carolina had become, and you would never have seen UConn or Tennessee get beat in a semifinal game or a championship game. However, that's what happened to South Carolina in the semifinals. I, my question, Rich, did that help, hurt, or was it just that it didn't – didn't help or hurt it one way or another. I think it actually helped, giving, given that it was um, somebody that had captured captured the imagination like Caitlin Clark. If it had just been some random upset, no, it probably would have hurt. Okay. Because, but I do will say this. I think one of the things that it's given some imagination to the women's game because the women's game, even more so than men, has been dominated by programs. Um, and now that you're getting a little bit different taste, I think that automatically brings a little bit of, of, you know, wonder to see what's going on. 
Well, I would, don't know if I would call, well, I'd definitely call them a powerhouse, but I don't know if I would call them, uh, uh, you know, a team that wins year in, year out. But what Kim Mulkey had done at Baylor was very impressive. And then for her and only her second year at LSU to uh, win a national championship. Now, she did it the same way that uh, a lot of teams in men's basketball have done. She had uh, several transfers in. The transfer portal really helped LSU this year in her second year. Absolutely. But uh, hey, but I wanted your analysis on that. I mean, Kim Mulk, she's a she's a I, I put her on the level of a Dawn Staley and of a uh, oh, absolutely Pat Summon and Geno, don't you? Absolutely. Her pedigree. Uh, forget whatever you want to think about off the court. Her on the court pedigree it speaks for itself. I mean, she won when she was at Louisiana Tech. Yep. When she played with the Pigtails. If you remember, I do remember. Uh, yes, I, I, I remember only because. Dude, um, don't, yeah, no, don't even say you're not going to say. Oh, you know, I saw, uh, I've seen highlights of it, dude. You were alive then. No, no, I was there, <laughs> and, and I was about to say, I remember it because ODU was one of the top programs that oh, signed, yeah. and I was in Virginia, so I remember it pretty well. Um, so she's been. Her pedigree speaks for itself. So any any time you have something like that. Um, running your program, I think you're going to be better for it. Well, see, I thought you were going to try to do that. See, I, not that I would tell on you, Rich, but you know that I would. But uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you know, I remember seeing videotape of that because that's before my time, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. 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 Uh-uh. no don't be trying to yeah, do that. No. Now, what, what was the Nancy Nancy Lieberman? Now, that's a little bit before Nancy Lieberman. Yeah, she's Nancy a little Lieberman bit before and Ann Donovan. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Ann Donovan. Ann Donovan was at a camp I went to one time. Wow. It, yeah, she was huge. Well, I could, I've got a couple of WNBA stories I could tell you. Dude, I told you. I think I told you this. I interviewed Dawn Staley when she was a member of the Charlotte Sting when I was working for the Gaston Gazette, dude. And who would have known that, you know, all these years later, she's now probably, I, I'd say she's getting in that conversation as the, uh, the Quick, best coach. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, she she is. She runs a she runs a stellar program. Quick side on that, um, I was actually dated my high school girlfriend because she looked like Dawn Staley's backcourt mate at UVA. <laughs> if you remember her, oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back Dude, to yeah, the that's real what I'm saying, man. I've got some cool stories that I can tell you about uh, working a WNBA locker room. Okay, it's not quite working an NBA locker room, but. Uh, uh, we'll just leave it at that, dude. It was, it was very interesting. I mean, and I'm not, nothing sedacious or, uh, yeah, yeah, so, we, we understand. Yeah. Nothing like that. But I mean, just a women's locker room is, yeah, it is, it is totally different from dude. I've worked a lot of NFL locker rooms and college basketball, men's college basketball locker rooms. And, uh, even hockey, dude. I mean, I did a lot. I covered ECHL hockey for, I don't know, for six or seven years. Uh, working a, a women's locker room is completely different, dude. It is completely different. But anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Like I said, dude, we ain't wasting no time this morning. I got so much stuff to talk to you about. Well, let's put a cap on the women's basketball uh, national championship. And, of course, everybody else has put their 10 cents worth on this. Notice I didn't say two cents. Everybody's doing a whole dime's worth of information on this. And let me just say what I said yesterday on the show. Then I would like to have your retort or your response or whatever you would like to say, Rich. But this is what I said about the whole Caitlin Clark, John Cena, you know, waving her hand in front of her face and then uh, Angel Reese doing it to her. Dude, this is how I feel about I didn't like it when Caitlin Clark was doing it. I think it's kind of classless. I just, 
I thought, and I, 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 I didn't get it. I was like, yeah, you know what? You are a generational talent, but you know what? Prove your generational talent and do it with your actions. Don't do it by showing up, you know, the players on the other team by doing that. And then, but here's what got me, Rich. And like I said, I'm going to give you all the space you need to unwind on this. I really am. Cause I, I kind of have a feeling where you're going to go, but I want to give you your space, but this is what killed me, Rich, was that when Caitlin Clark was doing it, there was a certain segment of our population here, that just people on social media that I'm friends with who were all like, oh, look how, isn't that cute? Look how spunky this girl is, you know? I mean, she's got the John Cena thing going, isn't she cute? Isn't that something? And then the she loses, and Angel Reese does it to her. Now, don't get it twisted. Angel Reese went for a little bit longer. She actually followed her around on the court. Yeah. That probably that didn't need to happen. She probably shouldn't have done it in the first place. You just won a national championship, but but Richard Clark, this is what bothered me. People who were all like, "Oh, look how cute Caitlin Clark is!" Oh, look, or no, oh, this is just Caitlin Clark. Yeah, uh, look how cute. They, by the way, is she your daughter too? But you know, it's like, <laughs> but it's, oh, look how cute this is. You know, blah blah blah. And then when Angel Reese does it, well, she's a thug. She's uh, right. you know, she's uh, unsportsmanlike. It's terrible. That's what bothered me, dude. Should either one of them have done it? In my opinion, Rich, no. I think it's. I, I just think it's unbecoming. But if you're going to praise uh, Caitlin Clark for doing it and all how spunky and how cute she is, then what is the difference between Angel Reese and I think we know the difference there. But Richard Clark, the floor is yours. Well, first of all, let me say this: we do not know what she said or didn't say right on the court well, they could she? have been who's trash she? talking who's she caitlin clark okay. or or reese on the court okay. you know what i mean on the court on the court they could have said anything so we we forget that element of it you know they could have been trash talking the whole time which led to her following around at the end i don't know but as someone that that talked a lot on the court when i played <laughs> a lot wait wait, wait I, know, I told you i wasn't going to interrupt you but i you talk trash on the basketball court. <laughs> I've played enough pickup with you through the years to know. Yes. Hey, hey, narrator. Yes. Richard Clark talked a lot of smack. <laughs> Please continue. A whole lot. Let's be clear. It was a whole lot. I understand that it's probably not what it, it doesn't look good, but it is what it is. And if you're going to put yourself out there and be doing wrestling things and all that kind of thing, then, you know, you just set yourself up for that sort of thing. Um, and like to your point, there was a lot of stuff involved in the people that took sides. And I was disappointed to see some of the people that I wouldn't have thought would have took that side that took that side, put it that way. For example? She's Overman. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, look, you and I both know, maybe you don't, but I, I know that, 99% of the time, what's said, what's said on between the lines is said between the lines. You know what I mean? It just, it's what it is. When you leave the court, you leave the court. But we tapped into something else here. Um, I always remember, you know, the year, one year in football, Des Bryant went off on his teammates and everybody talked about how out of control he was. Meanwhile, on the same weekend, Tom Brady did the same thing and everybody talked how much passion he's got. So there is that element to it. <laughs> There's always that element to it. Well, like I said, 
I, I've made it very clear yesterday. I hope I've done it here with you today. I don't think either one of them should have done it. I mean, I really don't, man. I just, I, it is what it is. I don't know. I guess, and I'm in that probably that old fashioned white male. Yeah. I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm telling, telling on myself no, here, Rich. I'm that 54 year old white guy who, you know what? If guys talk trash to each other, that's one thing. But you know, ladies are supposed to be your women are supposed to be genteel, Richard. You know, and and uh, you know, and, and I don't know what women you've dated. There you go. But <laughs> dude, Linda, you've met Linda. Linda's as gentle and genteel as they get. But here's what got me back in the day, and bear in mind, dude. I mean, I grew up. Don't get it twisted. As Lily White and whatever as you can be, probably. I was a Virginia fan, of course, but I was a Celtics fan. Love Larry Bird, you know, I mean, love Kevin McHale, love Robert Parrish, but it was until, I don't even know, dude, 1988, 1989, that I knew that I found out that Larry Bird was one of the worst trash talkers there were out there, but you didn't see it. Think about it. When you watched it on your, I was about to say black or white, we had color TV, but when you watched it on your tube TV, you didn't see Larry Bird talking to you know, talking to players and talking to Dr. J and talking to magic or whoever that, you know, cause he kept it low key, you know I mean? And he talked low and it wasn't until later when I started reading books and, uh, oh, who was the beat writer for the Celtics that wrote Shaughnessy, Dan Shaughnessy that yeah. wrote a couple of books and, and talked about what a trash talker. And then you got other players starting to talk about, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, you know, do the John Cena with his face thing, but man, don't think he wasn't cussing and talking junk to uh to opponents but see and again this is going to be the old me here rich but if you're going to do it kind of keep it like that keep it low-key the only thing i remember him ever doing that was just overt and out there rich was when he was in the three-point contest and everybody else is shooting in their jerseys he shoots in his in his warm-up jacket and then shoots the last shot and the ball's barely out of his hands and he's got his finger up in the air pointing that he's going to win as he's walking up I thought that was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen in my life, but I guess my point, I know I'm all over the place here and you're probably going, what the hell are you trying to say here? Hanks is I like my smack talk low key like that. Okay. And if you're going to do it, do it low key. I thought on both sides on angel Reese and on Caitlin Clark, neither one of them needed to do it. But if you're going, if you're a person, Richard Clark, and I'm not saying this towards you, cause I know you're definitely not this way, but if you're going to be praising one person for having spunk and for having a personality oh, yeah. and then somebody else does it, dude, come on now, man. I mean, yeah. Did she follow her around a little bit? Yeah. But you know what? That was the emotion of the moment. You and I have, I didn't really have a lot of big wins in my life on a basketball court. I mean, we, we know my, my career record somewhere in the 20 to 22% uh, range. <laughs> Dude, it is what it is, man. But uh, I remember having a couple of big wins and almost blacking out or, you know, just just how awesome it was. I put a lot of that in, dude, that uh, it was in the moment. And I, if you have a problem, if you don't have a problem with one person doing it and you have a problem with somebody else doing it, you need to take a look at yourself, I guess, is my moral to the story, Rich. Your, your thoughts. Amen. Uh, well, let me, let me say this. Everybody is not motivated by the same thing. It would be nice if everybody was motivated for some positive whatever, you know, thoughts in your head, and that's what motivated you to be great. But some of us are John McEnroe. It's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we can't, the Michael Jordan by all accounts is like that. So, I mean, it's just, it, everybody's different in that regard. And trash talk has just been part of it for as long as I can remember. 
I mean, I grew up with it and playing where I played growing up. Well, tell you them, tell, tell quick. people who may not know, tell them where you grew up. I grew up in Richmond. And at the time, you know, if you were going, once you got pretty good, let's call it, the best games were going to be in places that were probably not the best places to go. Um, and you had to stand up for yourself one way or the other. And some people, yeah, you could go out there and be Michael Jordan, not say nothing, and everybody's going to be like, ooh. But we're not all Michael Jordan. <laughs> some of us got to get it how we can get it. Can, so. I, can I tell on you a little bit, dude? Okay, go ahead. I mean, this in a good way, but playing no, no, against you, yeah, and, and nothing, you weren't the greatest shooter in the world, dude. I mean, no, I think uh, we can both acknowledge uh, that. But, dude, your defense was bad. I mean, what, not bad. I mean, you, when I say bad, bad meaning good, not bad meaning bad. You played really good defense. But the, the worst part that you would do, your smack talk wasn't even really coming out of your mouth as much as it would piss me off, dude, playing against you. And you'd back off, you'd back off of me. Not I would me. do what she did. Yep. I would do what Caitlin Clark did, uh, yes. You would yeah. you would back off of me and you would give me that shot and then absolutely and it would get in my freaking head because dude I hit some pretty good shots against you through the years. Oh no, you, you can shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you my can only shoot thing. That's the only thing I can do. I think I'm an all right passer too. But anyway, but it would get in my head because you'd back off of me if you were ever up against me. I was like, God, he's giving me this. I got and it'd be <laughs> in my head. I gotta hit this. I gotta hit this. He's off of me. And that was as bad as anything that ever came out of your mouth, dude. And I mean that, but that was because of you playing the street ball that you played through the years. And you knew that's one of the things you had such good basketball sense, dude. And basketball IQ that I feel like that Richard Clark could look at somebody and figure them out two or three trips up and down the court. And I'm not talking about just me. I'm talking about anybody that you played against. I remember you backing off other people too, people who would usually hit shots and it would get in their head too. So you, you just, dude, you had good basketball IQ, I guess is what I'm trying to say, dude. Well, make no mistake. It's as much people don't understand that might not have been in the heat of it. It's as much mental as it is anything else. When you walk on the court and you think you're the best guy out there, you're probably going to be one of the best guys out there. Yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, you, as you go through and you play against certain people, you realize, uh-oh, and then you start playing like you're not the best guy out there and you become the liability. It, I, it just is what it is. Well, I do also remember you, uh, you know, when you would be off me and somebody else would be guarding me and I'd be lighting up somebody. And be, Are you going to let him do that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, see, that, I was and that, then guy. that would get in my head. And then that but would see, get Again, we go back to how you grew up playing. Yeah. I wasn't the kind of guy that would be like, oh, you're playing good. Just get in the game. <laughs> I was the guy that was like, man, what are you doing in front of everybody? You know, I, it kind of is what it is on that. So, I, again, we're not all cut out from the same die. So, die cast, we have – everybody's motivated differently. Well, you remember, what clearly, I, you remember what I would say. I would hit a couple, and whoever was guarding me, it wasn't ever you because I can never hit against you for whatever reason. But I'd hit two or three, and I'd be like, oh, you hit plenty I, on I, me. But I would be like, man, I'm just having a lucky day today. Can you believe this? And, you know, <laughs> Richard Clark on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line this morning, our regular Tuesday guest. He is the news editor of the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. And here we go, dude. We've spent 20 minutes on Women's National Championship. Right, we, we, we've got to change. Uh, do, is there anything else you want to say about that before we move uh, on? No, I'm good. Let's Very do good. it. I, I'm, I admitted in my monologue, dude, I watched about the first 10 to 12 minutes of last night's game, saw Connecticut taking control. And I even told Scott Whittington was over here last night and I told Scott, they're going to win by 20. 
went to bed. I wake up, they win by 17. So I only lost it, but I was only off by three. But uh, uh, your thoughts on last night, man, no, nobody, nobody. They did not have a single-digit win in this uh, six games. No, they were, they were clearly the best team in the tournament. San Diego State made a run, though. They got it down to, I want to say, two. Really? Uh, maybe six. Yeah, maybe six. Um, about halfway through the second half, they got it down. And then, you know, by that point, when a run starts like that, if you don't continue it, you put all your energy into that. And San Diego State just wasn't competent enough offensively to, to hang with Connecticut. So, And then I know you're going to roll your eyes when I say this, but I mean necessarily, you know who San Diego State reminded me of? And I got to see a couple of their games in the tournament. You know who they remind me of? Who's that? Virginia. Yeah. Very, very good so, defense. They got better athletes. There you, that's dude. I don't disagree with that. That's what I'm saying. But they reminded yeah. me of Virginia. Maybe not the pack line defense and all that, but they played hella good defense for the most part. They didn't last night, obviously, but they played great defense, but they would go through these portions of games, even in their run, their five wins, making it to the national championship game where they would go four minutes without a basket, six minutes without a basket, yeah. but it was their defense that kept them in it. Uh, is that a, that's a pretty good comparison, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that, San Diego State and Connecticut were the two best defensive teams in the tournament this year. And the, ironically, you hear a lot of noise about the game wasn't exci- as exciting as the girls' game and the old school people, whatever. Well, that was defense. For all the people that always talk about they don't play defense in the NBA, they don't play defense here, they don't play defense on high school, you just saw it. It wasn't pretty, was it? No, no. I mean, it's not It's not aesthetically pleasing. It is, you know – but they were playing defense, both teams. Well, uh, like I said, I'm not going to try to sit here and say that I watched, you know, the entire game and post game and one shining moment and all that. I did not. I only watched, like I said, about halfway, a little bit over halfway through the first uh, half, and I, I called it, and I feel like I did a good job calling it. What made UConn so special this year, dude? Or not maybe for even the whole season, but definitely in this six-game run in the, in the NCAA tournament, Rich. Uh, they had size, so they kind of went against one of the, the some of the you know new thoughts of how we play basketball. They were a big team, but they did have something that you absolutely have to have now. They had a guy that could get his own shot. Okay, um, and you have to have that now. You just do. But they had size. That was the big one. They were a big team. So well done by Mister Hurley up there. The other Hurley, by the way, for the North Carolina people. Yeah. Dude, I'm very surprised and a very good job by him. Uh, and, you know, and I haven't even had a chance. I didn't, uh, in my show prep, I didn't look at, you know, they always do the much too early <laughs> 20, you know, uh, next yeah. year's a national champion. But, dude, you got to think uh, Duke has got to be up there. And I was talking to Scott earlier, too. Filipowski has not announced whether he's coming back yet or not. And it's standing right now that it could be 50-50 and with all the stuff. Dude, there are a 1,000 players richard clark 1000 players in the transfer portal including Dontre styles who we're going to talk to in the next hour dude there's no way that you can that you even the basketball fiend that you are there's no way that you can intelligently say here are the no, top five teams that you know, right oh you can go by what's coming back that you know is coming back and for that just for that carolina was 19th and that i just saw it so oh uh, who do they have one duke I did not see who they had number one. Okay. It was a, yeah, it was a post from a Carolina alumni site or something. 
Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to pull up uh, ESPN C because that would be kind of neat to have that as we're ramping up our but uh, you know what? I don't. Uh, nah, it is what it is. We'll we'll try to do that maybe next week. Uh, wait a minute. Look at it. Here you go. No, the way too early top twenty-five. Guess who's number one? Who Duke? UConn. They. Marquette two. Duke three. Kentucky four. Dude, they've got Florida Atlantic at number five. Oof! Wow, really? How about that? Said interesting. Uh, They've, uh, as long as nobody enters the transfer portal, everybody pretty much is coming back is what it looks like for them, which nice. you, you can't argue with that. Michigan state, Kansas no, six and seven. Can't. Arizona, I, I got to see where my, where my Wahoos, man. I'm all the way down to 12. I don't see Miami's 14 Purdue's 15. Oh Lord, dude. You're right. Carolina 19. Oh dude. Come on, please. No, Virginia, not even in it. Dude, they're not even in the next in line, dude. Oh, oh this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt a lot. Okay, anything else you want? Oh, I did The Trez, like I said, we're going to have Don Trez joining us here in about 12 minutes here as we begin our second hour of the Brian Hanks show today. I, Dude, you pay attention to this as close as anybody. You know he's got, uh, right now, he's got state ECU. He's visiting Georgetown on Thursday. He's making his announcement Sunday. Uh uh, two parts oh, of this wow. question. Oh, wow. He's going to Georgetown? Yeah, he's visiting he's going Georgetown. To Georgetown. He's going to look at Georgetown Thursday, an official visit. Look, look I'm an ECU alumni, but yeah. if I had his ear I'd, and Georgetown was an option, I'd say go there for the school. Well, he's an academic. Yeah, I mean, you, you know that. I mean, that's, he, a, that's a legitimate, legitimate school. Plus, the area is fantastic. Yeah. Well, so, so that's where you would get him to go. Where do you think he's going to end up at? Because I got no more insight than you do or anybody's I have no listening. Idea. I hope it's ECU, but, you know. God, wouldn't that be something? We shall see. Would it that would be, not be something? It, it would be big. God. And I mean, you know, it's funny. I saw a clip on an old NBA history tweet, and they had a, a pass to Blue Edwards that scored. And how sad is it? And I guess it's not sad for Blue, but. He's by far the best player ECU's ever had still. I, dude, I mean, I would agree with you. I mean, dude, he I mean, played. How many say? years was he in the NBA, though, dude? Long enough to get his pension because I actually <laughs> remember having a conversation <laughs> with him about it That's toward so the awesome. end of it. He had come back to ECU, you know, toward the end of his career during the summer. And I was talking to him about it. And he, and I, he said, just hanging in there to get the pension, which in that, I think is like eight or ten years. So hey. he's past that, whatever that is. And that's what I'm so proud of Reggie for, dude. I mean, uh, yes. Reggie's yes. in his 10th year now. He is taken care of for life, and that is awesome, man. Dude, can you imagine? It's good. You know, if, you've got, if you're a federal employee and you get uh, federal insurance, can you imagine what the NBA insurance is like, the health insurance? It's got to be off the freaking charts, dude. Well, it wasn't always, which has, you know, kind of been a, a problem. So uh, it is now, though, yeah. They do much better. They're actually – probably better they're better in football at least they were i don't know if football makes some changes i don't know what baseball is to be honest um but they they were they're better than football was and unless they made a recent change yeah well there you go well dude we got 10 minutes left All we right. gotta get some nba talk in here dude and Let's how about this i was talking about it in my monologue today and yesterday that new orleans in eighth place right now 40 and 38 but richard clark they are a half game out of fifth place with the LA Clippers and they've got three straight games at home right now a final game on the road but man 
a team that's won seven of their last eight games, the Pelicans are. They have, I mean, Brandon has been the Brandon that we thought he was going to be, man. What? Yeah, he's been he's been really well. He's been playing really well. He's almost averaging a triple-double, dude, over well, the last eight or nine games. And it'll be interesting to see who falls into that fifth seed because I think teams are trying to avoid it. Because yeah, they're going to have to play the Suns. Yeah, they don't want to play the Suns. And then if nope. you were even made it past the Suns, then you would have to play the Nuggets. So I'm with you on that. But uh, it, listen, I just want to play the win-loss game here with you real quick. Uh, with uh, First with the Pelicans, dude. Well, first, your analysis of Pelicans uh, have a tough schedule. Brandon's been carrying them lately. He's been really, really good. He got player of the week last week, I yep. think. Yep, second time this um, season. Yeah, he's been playing well. He's been carrying them pretty much. Um, now, that being said, their win streak has come against some of the lottery teams, so we'll see. They close out with a pretty hefty schedule. Uh, I don't I've remember what it, it is. Off it. No, no, head, no, no. But... We're going to play the win-loss game, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Today, they're at home. there's three straight home games today against Sacramento. And Richard, a Sacramento team that really can't – Make up anything on Memphis and yeah, as far enough ahead of Phoenix. That's what I was thinking. So home against Sacramento, win or loss? I'll say win if Sacramento's sitting some people. Dude, Wednesday, tomorrow night, home against Memphis, who is in pretty yeah. much the same situation. Same boat. They can't yeah. they can't catch Denver. They're far enough ahead of Sacramento that I think well, they're two games up on Sacramento two with, games up. with four games but left. Four. Yeah. Dude Win or loss, Wednesday, uh, tomorrow against Memphis. Memphis may be a little different given that they've had some roster upheaval, so they may be playing some guys to try to get some things worked out, you know. Um, I'm going to say loss, but we'll see because the Pelicans need these games, so they're going to have to play hard. So there you go. So So, one and one Friday against the Knicks. And listen, this has been a little bit of a surprising team. Yeah, the Knicks who are right now uh, in fifth place – but Richard Clark, the exact same thing. They are three games behind Cleveland, who is in fourth. They're three games ahead of Brooklyn, who is in sixth. Dude, what do they have to play for? This is where I'm going out. This they should thing. be sitting everybody. They should yeah. be sitting everybody if they have any sense now. But to Tom Thibodeau, who knows what he's going to do? <laughs> so I'm going to say win. But you know. Again, it depends on who they see it because the Knicks are a bad matchup for the Pelicans. Yes, they are. And then the last game of the season, a Sunday afternoon game at Minnesota. But it's a Minnesota Timberwolves team that is in kind of the same boat as the Pelicans yep. in that play. They're going to need it. They need it. Win or loss at Minnesota? That game is actually going to probably be a big game to decide who's doing what. Because, honestly, these those two teams are kind of the same. You know, they they're, can be good on some nights, and other nights not so good. Um, Minnesota had a horrible loss the other day against Portland. Um, I'm going to go with the Pelicans just because, you know, Brandon and all that. There but I go. think Minnesota kind of found something somewhere in the middle of the season. Well, Rich, if it goes – this is so uncanny. That's what I said yesterday. I think they need to go 3-1, and one, and I think if they go 3-1, and one, they're 43-39. and 39. And, dude, I think that puts them in the six hole, dude. I really do in the Western Conference. I mean, because right now, Golden State is in six. They're three games over 500. That would put, you know, if they go three and one, if uh, the Pelicans do, that puts them, uh, what, 43 and 39, puts them four games over 500. 
Richard, I think that puts them in the six hole. I really do. And out of the play-in tournament. And what if they went 4-0, dude? I think 4-0 definitely puts them in, in my opinion. Your thoughts on that? What do you think they need to do to get out of the play-in tournament? 3-1 would do it probably okay. because the Warriors have some games left, as do the Clippers and Lakers. So I think that probably gets them out. And the six holes, where do you want to be? Let's be realistic. If you're If you're one of those teams from – five down to 10, you want to be in the six hole. You get Sacramento. I mean, all you got to do is win one of the first two games against them. And then what? Cause they haven't been in the playoffs before. Nope. You know, they don't know what to expect and the pressure is going to come on them because of the season they've had. So that's got, that's what everybody's trying to hunt for. I think golden state's hunting for it too. Well, I'm telling you, dude, I, I am so pumped about that. The West and... is going to be a bloodbath. Oh, I love it though. Don't you? absolute the first round in the west is going to be absolute bloodbath the second round in the east is when it's going to really get good well i tell you what we've just got a couple minutes we've got to talk about dallas dude i mean dallas at least the pelicans have four games left to make some moves dude but here's the deal dallas has 37 and 42 but richard clark they have three straight home games and i think they're all infinitely winnable sacramento on wednesday we already talked about how Sacramento's kind of locked in. If I think if Sacramento loses to New Orleans, I think they just I think they're you know they play a skeleton crew against uh, Dallas. Then they've got Chicago on Friday, and dude, Chicago's no great uh, beast themselves, but they are trying to hang on to their uh, getting in the mm-hmm. playing tournament. And then, dude, uh, San Antonio on Sunday. I think that Reggie and the Dallas Mavericks can go three and zero in these last three games, and that might put them in as uh, that final team in the West in the play-in. Your thoughts? I think they – I heard a rumor they might shut Luka down if they do that because it actually makes sense for them to miss the playoff. Wow. Um, if, if they get in, they got to give up their pick. If the, t- t- the pick is top ten protected. So if they if they get in the playoffs, they're going to have to give that pick up. And they kind of need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens? And what happens with Dallas, in your opinion, dude? With it, let's say they don't make the playoffs, which God knows they've got more of a chance to miss the playoffs than they do of making the play. And I'm not even talking about the playoffs. I'm talking about making it into the play-in. Let's say they don't make right. the play-in. I uh, got to ask you: Is uh, Kyrie back next year for the Mavericks? I think they've made their bet on that, and you have to re-sign him if for no other reason for a signing trade. You can't let the asset walk for nothing. You done gave up too much. I mean, because it's not just the Kyrie deal to Brooklyn. That coincides with them letting Brunson walk for nothing and bringing Porzingis in, which kind of led to all this. So their their cupboard is bare. They have no assets. So you cannot let Kyrie walk out of there for nothing. So you're going to have to re-sign him. I mean, that's where we're at. Okay. That, okay. That's fine and good and all that. Resign him for how much? Does he get the super max? Does he get the max? How does that work? You got, you got to hope he don't want the super max because, <sighs> uh, you know, he's somebody probably give it to him though. That's the end of the day. That is what it is. I mean, everybody can say what they want, but by all accounts, he's a beloved teammate. Go figure. <laughs> and you know, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. So I, I just don't know what you do if you're in the position they're in. Yeah. Uh, really, they they need to talk to Luca because Luca is clearly not happy right now. Um, but I do think that he needs to have some accountability. He cries too much. Yeah. I um, mean, he he needs to start working out more. Um, so we'll see. Lay off the cheeseburgers. 
<laughs> it's yes. easy, it's and, easy and, for me to say that, isn't it? Oh, as I sit here way overweight, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, last thing here as we're wrapping it up, uh, Reggie, what do you think about next year? I mean, he is signed through next year, uh, but if – I think he stays put. Good, 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 good. Do you think he still has the same role? Is he a guy off the bench? Is he still a starter? What do you think? I think they're hoping they can have him come off the bench because that's honestly at this point in his career probably best for him. Um, I think the having to defend the team's better one or two top wing players has affected his shot all season. Um, they need him to be – they don't need him to have to carry that load defensively every night that he's having to carry now. Well. So. I would agree with you on that. Richard, Real quick, I'll yeah. say this before you leave. Yeah. Everybody needs to go watch that Victor Wembiano uh, highlight of him <laughs> dunking his own three-pointer in. Dude, you sent me that, and I swear, because he's in the frame shooting a three-pointer, then it goes out you of the frame. You don't even realize it. Yeah, he goes out of the frame as the ball's in the air, and then you see this freak of nature swoop in and dunk the ball. I didn't even realize it was actually him until the second That's or third he? viewing of it, dude. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, wait a minute, is that clipped together? Did somebody cut yep, that? that's exactly what I thought, dude, but it's and not. And then you realize what it is, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Have you <laughs> ever in your life, Richard Clark, seen someone dunk in their three-point miss? I, I don't even – I didn't even know that was a thing. I saw Dominique do it once. Okay. I saw Dom, I saw Dominique that's do it once. That's pretty good that's company. A, that's pretty damn good company if you're comparing somebody to Dominique, the, the human You know, I'm not sure that wasn't against your selfless either, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. It probably was, knowing, knowing uh, how that went. Dude, I think it might have been that game where him and Larry dueled out for the whole, you know, Oh, when, uh, when he scored, when Dominique scored 25 in the fourth quarter or something crazy. Yeah, like and Larry had like 50 or whatever it was. Yeah. What a game, man. Yeah. What a game. This, yeah, it was. Anyway. anyway. Rich, can you believe we're already in the 8 o'clock hour? We've gone 40 minutes, and I swear to God, it feels like 10. By the <laughs> way, dude, you know who you're – and I'll leave you with this because I absolutely need to go. I'm a minute over on Colin Trez now. You know who your biggest fan is? Did who we is talk that? about this? Uh, Forrest Dawson. John Dawson's dad. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is not conjecture. He messaged me, and then I uh, had John over last night. We were talking about it, and John was raving, uh, was talking about how Mr. Dawson, who's listening right now, I'm sure, just raved about how you're his favorite person. He wishes you were uh, on the show. He wishes you were on the show every day. Uh, he, he's got to be all right. He he raised one of my favorite people, so he's got to be okay. <laughs> there you go, Richard. You're the best. We'll talk. Well, no, no, no. I'm off next week. I'll be in the Outer Banks next week. We'll talk to you in two weeks, my friend. Sounds good. There you go. Thanks That's, for having me. Thank you, dude. That's Richard Clark. Uh, as we wrap up our first hour, uh, man, we talked a little bit about everything. Coming up on our next hour, Don Trez Styles, a special edition of Tuesdays with Trez, Nancy Barbie on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.